Existing just beyond the boundaries of our comprehension, there lies an unseen world. A world that exists just beyond the veil of darkness. A world that should be left undisturbed. You're listening to the Cajun Demonology Podcast. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Leonard, the Cajun Demonologist. We are broadcasting deep within the swamps and the bayous of southern Louisiana. So in today's episode, we are going to continue our talk called Demonology Gumbo, where I will review some of the questions and emails that I have received throughout 2020 and see if we can come up with an intelligent answer to them. So let's just dive right into it. Our first question comes from a Mr. Darrell. Mr. Darrell would like to know, can you get an attachment or spirit follow you home from a haunted location? Oh, Mr. Darrell, this is a great question. This is something that I go round and round with folks all the time. So, when it comes to an earthbound spirit, which was once a living human being, and they stay within our realm of existence instead of passing on completely to the afterlife, we need to think about why a spirit would choose to stay instead of passing on. Number one, they may have unfinished business. Maybe they have a message that they need to give to someone. Or maybe they're just afraid of completely passing on to the spiritual realm. Now, with that being said, they are going to stay in a location or a place that they were familiar with when they were alive. So, roll with thumb, earthbound spirits are going to haunt locations. Okay, they're not going to follow people home, complete strangers who they have no connection to. So, to prove this theory, I want you to think about this. Let's take a really haunted location, such as the Myrtles Plantation here in southern Louisiana. It has a very famous guest called Chloe. Chloe is a spirit that haunts the plantation she was once a slave many folks that visit the myrtles plantation will capture chloe in photographs or capture her with evps now if spirits was to follow someone home then why would chloe stay at the myrtles plantation get it so you had to think about this again chloe has no connection to the guest that visit the plantation However, she has unfinished business that needs to be attended with her at the location she haunts. Now, this also applies to any well-known haunted location that has a well-known guest that haunts that location. They don't just all of a sudden stop haunting the location, now do they? So, if spirits 
attach themselves to people and follow them home, then why is it that these spirits choose to stay at a specific location? Again, earthbound spirits haunt locations for whatever the reason may be. Now, when I explain this to people, sometimes they want to argue because I do not agree with them. They say that, well, I communicated with such and such spirit named, let's just say, Becky. Then, whenever I was at another location, the same spirit communicated with me at a different location. Now, with this, sometimes we have to stop and think to ourselves, what exactly or who exactly are we communicating with? And this is why it is dangerous anytime we communicate with spirits because of the fact we don't know who or what we are communicating with. And one of the things that really get me, especially when it comes to paranormal investigators, it seems that they never seem to test the spirit that they are speaking with. They just go with the flow. You must first look at it this way. The celestial world, okay, which is the spirit world, is a billion times bigger than the terrestrial world in which we live in the physical world. Okay, look, there's a lot of different spirits out there. There are good spirits, and then there are bad spirits. And we must understand, these are highly intelligent spirits, and they all have their own agenda. Not everyone out there is going to be good. There is no rule that states that spirits have to be honest with us 100% of the time. And this is how a lot of paranormal investigators get themselves in trouble because they think they are communicating with an earthbound spirit when indeed they are communicating with a demonic entity disguising itself as an earthbound spirit waiting for that person to open up to them and gain them a legal right to start haunting them. Now, I have people that say that loved ones who has recently passed may visit them every once in a while. Yes, this is possible, okay? I truly believe that when spirits truly pass on to the afterlife, that they do have a way to where they can come back from time to time to check on us and see how we are doing. But you have to understand, these spirits are able to do this because what? They have a connection to that person when they were alive. And they are not directly communicating with that person. So I'm going to give you an example of this. My wife's grandmother used to collect dimes when she was alive, okay? Now, my wife will find dimes in random, out-of-the-way places. Now, that is her grandmother giving her a message indirectly that, hey, I'm here with you. See, it is not a direct message. It is an indirect message. Nevertheless, it is a message that my wife will understand. Mr. Darrell, I hope this answers your question. and Thank you for sending this in. So guys, it's important that anytime you communicate with spirits, don't take it for granted that the spirit is being honest with you. All right, our next question comes from a Miss Cassidy. She says, Jeremy, I hope you will respond to this because I am really freaked out at the moment. Last night, me and my team were doing an investigation in a local cemetery, and we were using the spirit box, and we were getting some really disturbing replies from different 
from multiple spirits to the fact it freaked us out so bad we ran out of there? This is indeed a very good question, and this also plays into our previous question. So think about this. If you are an earthbound spirit, why would you hang out at a cemetery? I mean, it makes no sense. You would hang out in a place that you were familiar with when you were alive. Why would you hang out in the cemetery where your body is that you have no connection to anymore? So think about this. Now, obviously they were communicating with something. So what would linger around cemeteries? Think about it, guys. I would say... I would say malevolent entities such as demons would hang around cemeteries. Now, why would demons hang around cemeteries? Well, could it be that grieving loved ones would come to the cemetery to pay respects to their loved ones who have passed on? And when they are there, they will become really emotional. So it makes sense to me that they would hang around cemeteries hoping that someone would unintentionally give them a legal right to attach themselves to them. And not to mention that they know that curious onlookers would come to the cemetery at night and try and communicate with spirits using spirit boxes and doing EVP sessions. Now, we have to understand that demons have to have a legal right to someone. They can't just show up in someone's life. In fact, someone has to invite them in. Now, if someone goes to a cemetery and they think they're talking to a loved one or an earthbound spirit, they may begin to ask personal questions to this spirit. And when that occurs, then bingo. Now this entity has a legal right to someone. That is how attachment starts. Attachments are not from earthbound spirits. Attachments are from demonic entities. So I would strongly advise that people restrain themselves from going to cemeteries and communicating with what they perceive to be spirits. Guys, it can be dangerous, and you can unintentionally invite terror into your life. So I hope I was able to answer your question without <laughs> freaking you out even more. So it is time to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will continue our discussion on demonology gumbo. Sit down in that chair, strap up that chin strap, and we will be right back. Darkness falls across the land. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize your neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell. Are you wanting to learn spiritual warfare? Are just curious about the subject? I offer an online Take at Your Own Pace Spiritual Warfare and Demonology 101 course. Throughout the course, you will learn the vital information that you need to be able to successfully combat forces of darkness. For more information on Demonology 101 Spiritual Warfare, visit my website at jeremyleonard.net. Cajun 
Hut Jewelry has a wide selection of handmade St. Michael and St. Benedict bracelets, as well as handmade rosaries, horseshoe crosses, and also be sure to check out our luxury line of jewelry as well. We make each piece of our handmade jewelry with you in mind. Please be sure to check us out at Cajun Hut Jewelry on Facebook or visit our store at jeremyleonard.net. We are back. Once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. So, this segment, Bobby Brown on our own, which is the Ghostbusters 2 theme, is the perfect bump of music for this segment. So, our next question comes from a Mr. Kevin. Mr. Kevin writes, Jeremy, I don't follow the paranormal all that often. However, I heard about you several years ago, and I have come to be a big fan of yours. You have a very unique way of explaining the world of the supernatural. My question is that I noticed that the paranormal seems to be a huge trend nowadays. How dangerous is it for people that is obsessed with the paranormal? Wow. You know what? This is a very, very good question. And I know I say that a lot, but I think this is probably the best question that I have gotten so far. Um, so let me see if how I can explain that. So let's just use the word obsession. Okay, so anytime you become obsessed with something that is of a negative nature. Okay, so with that being said, if we go back to the law of attraction, negative will feed off of or draw in more negative, right? Positive will feed off of or draw in more positive. Well, obsession is a one is, is a very powerful energy because obsession tends to completely consume someone's thoughts. And as we said before, that our thoughts is the pure spiritual side of our existence. When we think our thoughts, we imagine what we're thinking and we are now manifesting it into the physical world in which we live in. When you throw the paranormal into the mix, you really have a very dangerous recipe, right? So let's just use demonology gumbo for an example. You have a very dark brew that you are brewing. And the best way that I can describe this is people who get into the paranormal field. Okay. I know like when I first start, well, I can't really use me as an example because to be honest with you, I was a thrill junkie when I got into the paranormal. But in the beginning, most people get into the paranormal field for two reasons. One, they want to try to validate for themselves that the spiritual world does exist. And number two, they want to be able to help people. However, slowly but surely, when these people get into the paranormal field, get, get involved in a team and so on, it becomes their entire life. I mean, their entire life is consumed by, hey, I'm a cool paranormal investigator. And then it becomes more about them and not about the people that they originally had set out to help. Okay, at this point, the energy has consumed them and now it's all about 
having recognition and how can I get on TV and things like that. Look, I know a lot of people and, and I know that I, I've been on television. Okay. I, I understand that, but I see all too often a lot of people that becoming famous has completely took over their lives. I mean, that's all they want to do. Everything that they do, they try to make a spectacle out of it to get attention, hopefully to be able to get on a TV show and become famous. But, you know, here's the thing I'm going to tell you right now. Being famous is not all that great. Trust me. But nevertheless, so it becomes about them at that point. And look, I, I guarantee you there are paranormal investigators that's listening to me right now and they are rolling their eyes at me. But I'm going to ask you this. Be honest with yourself deep down inside. What I'm saying is not true. I bet that you will come to the conclusion that I am 100% correct. You know, that's the mindset that a lot of paranormal investigators have, you know, and with that being said, you know, they're the best. There's no one that has as much experience as they do. So where I'm getting at with this is that when being a paranormal investigator consumes your life, I mean, this is a very dangerous recipe because one, as I stated before, you have thousands of people that go to haunted locations every weekend. And, you know, they're communicating with spirits in, in this dark energy or dark environment. Okay. And, you know, negativity or, or, or evil, not to say that it's a demon because it's not. It's just dark energy. Think of it as standing by a fire. When you stand by the fire, well, that smoke gets in your clothes, right? So you bring that home with you. Look, perfect example. Here you go. And I see this a lot. You have a paranormal team. On the way to an investigation, they're the bestest friends ever, right? They're laughing, they're cutting up, they're enjoying themselves, they're thinking about the night ahead. Well, they go to this extremely haunted location, and by the end of the night, they are mortal enemies, right? They hate one another, they're rolling their eyes at each another, and so on. So, no one ever stops and thinks about why this is. So think about it. As I said, it, it's, this energy gets in your clothes, man, and you bring it home with you. And for one, that's why the paranormal field has become so negative. But with that aside, when we talk about the dangers of being obsessed with something, absolutely. Because when you become obsessed with something, you run the risk of inviting something way, way more dangerous into your life. You know, my online demonology course, I would say probably 75 to 80 percent of the people that take my course comes from a paranormal background. And for week one, you know, I try to teach them the dangers of being obsessed with a paranormal. Okay. When so then they will say, well, how do you know when you're obsessed? I mean, it's just something I love. So just use social media because that, that's how everybody could keep track of everybody. When every single post that you post has to do with something related to the paranormal or ghost hunting. All right. That is when it becomes dangerous. When being an investigator is not just something that you do. It is a lifestyle. It is an image. Then it is dangerous. Okay. Look, take me for a perfect example. Okay. If you go to my Facebook page, I hardly ever post anything paranormal related on it. Now on my public page, I do because that's what it's there for. But you know, look guys, I approach things like this. So especially when you deal with dark energy, evil energy, such as what I deal with. 
I think of it as a job, right? I don't take my job home with me. I go to there to a home or a location. I help a client, you know, free themselves from it. When I leave that place is out of mind and out of sight until I have to deal with it again. Because I don't give that energy time to consume me and over a period of time take over my thoughts and my mind. I don't allow it. You know, I want to help everyone. And I don't want to see someone unintentionally get themselves in a very bad predicament. All right. So they always say that knowledge is power. You know, and that's that's all I'm trying to, to explain here is to teach you guys that there is a dangerous side to it. I mean, you're dealing with the spiritual world, man. You know, the celestial world compared to the terrestrial world, which is the physical world in which we live in, is the magnitude of how much larger it is, is is unconceivable. You know, we live in a physical world where we rely on touch, what we see, what we hear, and most of us can't comprehend that the celestial world is really where the physical world manifests from the spiritual world. You know, and I teach this when we learn how to protect ourselves. First, we have to protect ourselves in spirit. Well, the same rule applies here. You know, it because we live in the physical world, sometimes it's so hard for us to comprehend that, you know, what we see and what we're experiencing in the physical world extends from something that took place in the celestial world which is the spiritual world and look it's important for you guys to understand i am not knocking anyone that is a paranormal investigator by far and anyone who knows me knows that i am not that kind of person well once again my friends we are out of time for this episode we may end up doing a part three of the demonology gumbo series until next time see ya
Well, I would say we had a pretty good discussion, guys. And, you know, I have so many more emails and messages that I can read. I may actually do a part three to Demonology Gumbo. I tell you what, I'll leave that up to you guys. If you want to see a third episode, message me through uh, Facebook. Matter of fact, message me a question that you would like to hear me talk about on the podcast. So, guys, until next time, see ya. Yeah.